Hi, this is Miguel from the acclaimed sketch comedy troupe, Tony Ho. We're back for a brand new season. Tell them the name. You have to tell them the name of the season. I'm, I was just about to tell them that it, we the only name. have 30 seconds. We I know. The name of the new season is Old Young, young people. people. And tell yep. them about and the other podcast, chock full too. Of all, yeah, I'm going to tell the them about the other group, podcast. Old Young People. There's a bonus help podcast. Tony Ho podcast, too, that with comes celebrities. Up with this called Tony Ho. Called Help Tony Ho. We're out of time. Tony Ho Season 3, available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Finance Minister Christia Freeland tries for a measure of optimism. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev is demanding answers. Javier Millet has emerged as the new leader of Argentina following a runoff vote. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. In Hall & Oates news, Daryl Hall has successfully taken out a restraining order against John Oates. It's true. Apparently, Hall had grown tired of constantly looking over his shoulder and thinking, whoa, here he comes. <laughs> over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. Canada just announced we're flying a new astronaut to the International Space Station, and our first panelist plans to stow away in his carry-on. <laughs> Check your luggage for Jan Carwana. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. In the second seat, he is back on the panel after 72 hours as the CEO of OpenAI. <laughs> it's visionary leader Cliff Cardinal. <laughs> Hey, hey, Canada. Hi, Canada. Hi, TikTok. <laughs> and finally, she just flew back from the Montreal Alouettes Victory Parade, and boy, are her bras fatigués. <laughs> it's the vaguely bilingual Fiona O'Brien. Hello, Canada. How are you? <laughs> All right, panel, are you sitting comfortably? Yes. Yes. Then let's go. Here we go. Yeah. Panel, in international news, a surprising candidate pulled off a sweeping victory this past weekend. The man whose nickname is El Loco won a presidential election. Which country just resoundingly elected El Loco? Sounds Swedish to me. <laughs> well, and it's not America. I would have thought America. Their election isn't for another y- uh, yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> Gav, may I answer this in the form of a song? Sure. <laughs> Please vote for me, Argentina. (laughs) Beautiful. Is it Argentina? It is indeed Argentina. I can't wait for the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about this guy. (laughs) The Guardian newspaper writes, Who is Javier Millet, Argentina's new far-right president, El Loco, takes the stage. <laughs> yes, his nickname is El Loco, or the Madman. Javier Millet swept to power this weekend in a runoff election. According to The Guardian, why do people call him El Loco? Because he's cuckoo for democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess, no. Fiona? Because he looks loco. He does look a little... His, have you seen a picture of him? Oh, yeah. He's like a 70s porn star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very wild, crazy hair. Yeah. But that's not the main reason. Cliff, any ideas? Oh, his passionate speeches. Kind of. You're in the ballpark, because during his passionate speeches, he swears a lot. All right. Uh, I'm already. And often uh, during the campaign, he likes to wave a chainsaw around. Yeah. 
why does he wave a chainsaw? Because he's a South American dictator? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's looking to slash the deficit? (laughs) That is correct for the point. Very good. Yeah. A, a, a slightly more madcap version of Axe the Tax, I guess. <laughs> yes, Malay has said he wants to take a chainsaw to the state. Wow. The Telegraph put it this way. Chainsaw-waving sex guru Javier El Loco Malay could rescue Argentina. Before becoming an economist and a TV pundit, uh, Malay was also a tantric sex coach for a while. And also he was the front man for a cover band. Can you guess what band Javier Malay was famous for impersonating? Can I answer in the form of a song? <laughs> because I'm living la vida loca. <laughs> he was not a Ricky Martin impressionist, but that was a very well, good guess. I gotta say, he looks like one of the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees? If he was a tantric sex coach, uh, Sting? Because <laughs> Sting is into tantric, no? It would make sense. Uh, it was, in fact, the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was the Mick Jagger, uh, (laughs) and he tends to dance around like Mick Jagger on stage. The Economist reported that he will be the first libertarian president of Argentina. Why are analysts saying this small government slasher won the presidency? Oh, I'm thinking they must have been just desperate for a candidate and just went for him. Fiona gets the point on that one. They are basically desperate for change. Argentina is experiencing the worst economic crisis in decades, and the people have had it with the corruption. Mm-hmm. Well, Canada's inflation rate is currently at 3.1%. Can you tell me, what do you think Argentina's current inflation rate is? 140%. You're correct. No way. Jan gets the point on that joke guess. It is currently over 140%. I'm going to buy a lottery ticket tonight. Yes. <laughs> In an effort to boost the economy, Malay has a number of ideas. One of them includes this. He said he wants Argentina to legalize the sale of something. What does he want Argentina to legalize the sale of? Human beings. (laughs) Any other guesses? Organs. You are correct. Cliff is also correct. (laughs) Yes, he has said he wants to legalize the sale of human organs. Wow. Mm. Like how much for a kidney? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I'll sell a kidney to him. You, know? <laughs> you don't need yeah, to. Let's talk numbers. And a lump of my liver. I'll throw that in. Oh, yeah, that regenerates. That yeah. regenerates. We'll make your pitch. Please yeah. buy my spleen, Argentina. <laughs> the truth is I don't really need it. <laughs> he also has said he wants to replace the Argentine peso with the U.S. dollar to dollarize their economy mm. and plans to very, very sharply cut welfare. Well, he has that chainsaw. <laughs> That's what it's there for. According to Time magazine, Malay takes policy advice from four key advisors. What is special about these four advisors? They're CIA operatives. <laughs> They're <Fiona>? ghosts. <laughs> Jen. Uh, the Beatles. <laughs> so, half ghosts. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Why say I did oh, not kill the Beatles? <laughs> the correct answer they are dogs. Oh my gosh. Are they alive? Yes. Okay. Oh, he likes dogs, so I like him now. Uh, yes, he does like dogs. After winning the election, the first people he thanked were his four cloned bull mastiffs. Cloned. Who are named after famous economists. Malay has said they give him the best counsel. 
Wow. Well, wow. does he does he go like, um, hey, how do you think I should treat poor people? And they're like, rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think we could ever see a politician like that leading Canada if we get that hungry for change? I think we're about to. Yeah. Well, we've we've yeah. got El Liar. Why not El Loco? <laughs> <laughs> Because News, Canada's News Quiz. On the panel today, Jan Caruana, Fiona O'Brien, and Cliff Cardinal. (laughs) Cliff just won the Governor General's Award for his play, The Land Acknowledgement, or As You Like It. Congratulations. Thanks, Kevin. This week, the World Health Organization alerted people to a new global health epidemic. But just what is gnawing away at our collective well-being? To get to the bottom of it, please welcome our resident news troll, Kevin, with a riddle. (laughs) Come on up, Kevin. Oh, thanks, Kevin. I live under a bridge, and I live alone. I ain't got no friends, what I call me own. My wife hit the road with some Joe passing by. It's bad for my health to be... What am I? What am I? (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Kevin. Kevin the News Troll. For the point panel, poor Kevin is part of what health epidemic? Boring man epidemic. (laughs) It sounds like he has emphysema. He lives under a bridge alone and has no friends to call his own. He's a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) An epidemic of gaming. Uh, Is he lonely, Gavin? He sure is, Jan. For the point, Jan Caruana. The headline from Global News reads, Loneliness is now a global public health concern, says World Health Organization. Wow. How unhealthy is loneliness, though, panel? The WHO claims the risks associated with loneliness are as dangerous as what? Wearing meat pants in Churchill, Manitoba. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty dangerous. Uh, Well, it depends who your friends are. My my friends are all indigenous. We're we're pretty dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As dangerous as what, Fiona? Heart disease. Uh, They say it is as dangerous as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh, see, now this is tough because when I was in high school, a lot of people made friends by smoking. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so pick your poison. According to Harvard Research, there are three main types of loneliness. Psychological and societal are two of them. What is the third type of loneliness? Economic loneliness? I don't know. I love your brain. What is economic loneliness? Please describe to me what you think economic loneliness is. So you can't go out and socialize. Oh, Oh, now it makes sense to me. Fiona, do you you know that poor people socialize? Yeah, well, you know, they're not going down the pub. They're probably outside the pub. Yeah, we are. Lonely. (laughs) Smoking 30 cigarettes, right? Uh, The third type of loneliness, existential loneliness. Oh, Oh. oh, that's that's ruined my night. (laughs) That's the big one, when you feel like life has no meaning. (laughs) One researcher told CBC, the effects of loneliness are so severe, it should be monitored as closely as something else. As closely as what? TikTok. (laughs) Um, It should be monitored as closely as 
any patient of Meredith Gray's post-op after she thinks she's done a great surgery, because let me tell you, she didn't. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Gray's Anatomy, and let me tell you, I've never been lonelier in my life. <laughs> You're not far off. Uh, Fiona, they think loneliness should be monitored as closely as what? I'm going to say heart disease again. You would be correct. Am I right? Uh, yes, they say okay. it should be added to the vital signs. So do, does your doctor just ask you if you're lonely? Then can you hang out with your doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Listen, they, I got a lot of problems. They say that your physician should be, when they're checking over your body temperature and other vital signs, should be, you know, asking you, are you socially connected? And pointing you to things like libraries or activities where you can meet people and just checking in to make sure people aren't isolated. I actually think this is a great idea because after you leave school, it is so much harder to make friends. Like as an adult person, like you don't go up to uh, someone on the street necessarily and say, hey, uh, that's a peppermint latte. That's my favorite too. Do you, do you want to come back to my house? Because in my basement, there's a pool table. Like uh, It is. There's a thing. Uh, people generally make most of their friends in situation of forced proximity. Yeah, like work, school, jail. <laughs> Basically anywhere where you see sort of the same people on a regular basis, then you end up feeling more socially okay. connected. But when you're out of a situation of forced proximity, it could be a lot harder. Is anyone here lonely? Oh, good. I'm, th- I'm so glad. <laughs> We're fine. That's other people's problems. Yeah. Research has found that one way to combat loneliness is to go for walks. Walking is especially good for loneliness in men. Why? Oh, because they can connect with other men over watching people parallel park and discussing how they would do it different. (laughs) We're hunter-gatherer people. We're used to going on long walks in silence and killing things. (laughs) Is this not what George Michael got in trouble for? (laughs) (laughs) No, he got in trouble for stopping on the walks. (laughs) And he was wronged. True. George Michael was wronged. I agree. The reason why they say it's uh, good for men to go for walks together is because men find it easier to connect and speak openly when they're side by side and not facing each other. Oh, that makes sense. That's why we're friends. (laughs) Exactly. Cliff and I can talk openly now because we're facing the audience. The BBC gave three other examples of male side by side bonding experiences. Uh, What examples do you think they gave? Rollerblading. What about like work cubicles? Uh, It's much simpler than those. They say sitting at the bar. Oh, yeah. Not at a table, but at the bar. Yeah. Right. Uh, Going to a football match. Yes. Because you're watching the game. Side by side. And (laughs) you just agreed? No, it just occurred to me why urinals are against the wall. (laughs) Yeah. So we can talk to each other. (laughs) That's why. You're not going to say anything personal if you're face-to-face peeing. That's just awkward. Hey, hey, can you take a look at this? (laughs) Actually, there's some sports place that has, like, a circular one that, like, if you go up to it, and then some guy can come up to the other side, and you're just eye-to-eye. And you're like, well, I can't go now. Can you? And they're like, nope, I can't go either. Do you want to be friends? Yeah. Then let's go for a walk and pee outside. (laughs) They say at the bar, at the football ground, or fishing at a river. Oh. (laughs) According to a recent survey from BC's Simon Fraser University panel, can you guess which group of Canadians tend to be the loneliest? 
I'm going to say like people in urban centers, like, like people who live in Toronto. It is young adults, 19 to 29. Oh, those are prime friendship years. Is yeah. it because of TikTok? Yes, it actually is. Mm-hmm. They say uh, social media makes that generation a lot yeah. lonelier. Recent headline from Forbes says, are you suffering from social media induced loneliness? Oh, yeah. That makes sense because you feel like when you're scrolling TikTok or whatever, you're kind of like, I'm feeling connected to people. and You kind of develop these like parasocial relationships, but no actual like meat bag relationships. <laughs> I mean, well, Fiona, you have a daughter in yeah. that age category who's away at university. Do you think she's lonely? Are you lonely without her? Yeah, my daughter went to university and, and I miss her a lot. But I discovered an amazing way to keep in touch with her. And we have an Alexa at home. I have one in the kitchen. And then she had one in her bedroom and my boys have one in their bedroom. And that's how I called them for dinner. I would do an Alexa announcement and then they could, you know... And then they come down for the dinner. But I thought that the Alexa announcements only worked in our house with the Wi-Fi when we were all together. And when she was moving away to university, I said to her, why don't you bring your Alexa from your room, have it in the dorm at university, use it as a speaker, listen to music. And she's in Halifax and I'm here. And one of my other children said to me, you know, I wonder if the announcements work all the way over to Halifax. And I said, no, it only works in the house. And as luck would have it, I am able to make live announcements into my daughter's dorm room in university. Thousands of miles. I feel like God. It's amazing. Well, you did it. You made a TikTok of that. So we actually have a clip of you doing that to your daughter. Have a listen to this. Alexa, make an announcement. What's the announcement? Are you asleep? Are you asleep yet? Announcing. Are you asleep? Are you asleep yet? She's two hours ahead, so she might be asleep. (laughs) 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 I did not see that coming. That's my baby. That's my girl. God bless her. Because, 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 news, 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 news. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Panel, it's time to turn to Parliament Hill. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland had a bit of a moment this week when she got a standing ovation in the House of Commons when she said something that seemed to resonate with a lot of people. Have a listen to this clip. Compared to before the pandemic, I am so glad to be able to say... (laughs) For the point, how did Deputy PM and Finance Minister Christia Freeland finish that sentence? Compared to before the pandemic, I am so glad to be able to say... What? That we are now allowed to lick our fingers in the stores to open plastic bags. (laughs) So glad to be able to say we can lick our fingers again. Uh, Yeah, she gave a 40 minute rendition of the aristocrats. (laughs) Here's what she actually said. Compared to before the pandemic, 
I am so glad to be able to say that over a million more Canadians are employed today. For a further point, why was Freeland talking up the employment figures in the House of Commons this week? Because she said she'd keep an ear open for a friend who may be looking for a change. (laughs) (laughs) Any other guesses? You'll get it. Wasn't it the economic statement? The CBC headline reads, Canada's debt charges are ballooning as Freeland tables a gloomy fall economic statement. The government has described it as fiscally restrained. But this week's update still features billions in new spending. Does anyone know where that money is going? Affordable housing, is it? You are correct. For the point, $15 billion in loans for rental housing spread over five years, and $1 billion more over three years for affordable housing. Don't worry, that's not coming to Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) The Conservative Party was critical of the update, specifically the fact that the government now spends close to the same amount on interest to serve its national debt as it does on what other thing? Healthcare? You are correct. I was about to say groceries. <laughs> also correct. Yeah. Canada pays $46 billion on interest charges compared to $51 billion on health transfer payments to the provinces. The former leader of the NDP, Thomas Mulcair, used a very tired Canadian metaphor to describe the government's financial update in a column he wrote for CTV News. Can you guess which cliched metaphor he used? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's shutting the barn door after the horse is bolted. <laughs> Just going to sneak this past you. <laughs> All good guesses. The CTV headline reads, As Trudeau's front line struggles to move the puck up the ice, Freeland's fiscal update is a penalty shot. Oh, boy. Because oh, yeah, we're na- Canadians, yeah. so we only get hockey. Yeah, now I get, now yeah. I get uh, yeah. the economy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm an economist now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kerr's point is that Trudeau's liberals are being outplayed by the conservatives. Do you think they are? Yeah, I, I think that people are kind of tired and they, they want to change. And I think like the conservatives are capitalizing on that. I agree with whatever Jan says. I'm an economist now because I understand hockey yes. metaphors. Well, and I'm a bull mastiff named after an economist. <laughs> and I think they need to bring a chainsaw into this, right? <laughs> there was one thing aimed at kids in the economic update. What are kids under 14 years old going to get from Ottawa? Four day work week. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say their parents' mortgages. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I thought this is about sitting on flights with your parents, isn't it? Yes. The government is not going to allow airlines to charge for seat selection for kids under 14. I mean, does it make... You have three kids. Uh, yeah. Would that make a big difference for you flying? I like to not sit with my kids. <laughs> and see, I like to sit with other people's kids. Wow. And I like people like you. <laughs> so, win-win. <laughs> this is Because News. We've got Jan Caruana, Fiona O'Brien, and Cliff Cardinal. Follow Because News on TikTok to find out what they look like with the bold glamour filter. <laughs> All right, panel, it's time for this week's news clue. This week's clue comes in the form of a 1930s radio drama. (gasps) Have a listen and try to figure out the headline behind it. 
This week on Theatre of the Mind. Eh, say, who's this now? Oh, silly, say hello to Jimmy the Fish. Eh, he looks like a cop. Oh, he's a cop, all right. And he's going to lead us right to the place where all the other cops are hiding. Ah, so this one's on our side. I guess not all cops are bad after all. <laughs> this cop doesn't have much of a choice, seeing as how I got photos of him spawning with a silver beauty that definitely ain't his wife. <laughs> well, this better work. Otherwise, this whole neighborhood's going to be crawling with cops, and we ain't going to be able to do nothing about it. Open wide, Jimmy. It's time to take your medicine. All right, panel, there's your news clue. Can you guess the story from this week's headlines that found Jimmy the Fish in a sticky situation? I think he just got caught up in something. (laughs) Fiona? I'm going to say that the mafia are selling fish. (laughs) It's Al Carpone (laughs) He sleeps with the fishes The CBS News headline reads Do snitches net fishes? Scientists turn invasive carp into traders To slow their Great Lakes push Oh, carps Invasive carps again in my life (laughs) (laughs) My son just did a whole project A 20 slide presentation on invasive carps (gasps) That's why they call them invasive (laughs) I've been been invaded twice now by carps (laughs) Uh, The invasive carps were imported from Asia Decades ago to help with aquaculture farms In the southern United States But they escaped and now they're headed up the Mississippi towards the Great Lakes. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, brother, where art thou? (laughs) (laughs) They're coming. Uh, Why is this so bad? (laughs) They're taking jobs that Canadian fish could have. (laughs) (laughs) Fiona? They are eating the other species and uh, destroying the ecosystem. Thanks to your son, you're correct for the point. Yes. Yes. Asian carp are large fish with an even larger appetite. They take over and destroy ecosystems. Now wildlife officials are selecting certain carps and turning them into turncoats. How exactly are wildlife officials turning these carps into double agents? Virtue signaling. Uh, They're being brought to a secret volcano and undergoing uh, strict military operations and then being sent out as assassins. (laughs) They make them wear a wire. Jan is correct for the point. They capture them, implant transmitters, and then toss them back. I'd Uh, be able to tell. (laughs) <laughs> Every fish in here ate a bug <laughs> They track the carp to wherever they clump in schools In the spring and fall And then they try to net them all These invasive fish eat up to 40% of their body weight every day According to the Invasive Species Center How many Asian carps would it take to devastate the Great Lakes? One, uh, no <laughs> 100 <laughs> One to devastate the Great Lakes and 99 to talk about it. I think you'd have to start with two. I'm going to go with five million. To devastate the Great Lakes, it would take 10 mature females and 10 or fewer males. Wow. Notice how they said mature females. (laughs) The teen carps would just make all the other fish feel bad about themselves. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, Becky, what are you even doing in this great lake? I don't know. If that were me, if I was that fish, I would be devastated. <laughs> the Smithsonian Magazine wrote an article with the headline, Seven Wild Ways Scientists Are Trying to Stop Invasive Carp. In addition to turning them into traitors, what other odd strategies have officials tried? Assimilation. It worked great last time. <laughs> I'm going to go grouper therapy. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I have to get a point for that, Gavin. Yeah, come, on. come on, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have my trouts about that answer. <laughs> I'm not scaling the fact. Yeah. Oh man. I'm not letting you off the hook. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you later. Okay, I'm not finished. All right, uh, Jen. What other ways are they using to get rid of these carps? Um, by blasting Aerosmith. Like they blast Aerosmith or some loud music into the water. So all the fish go, not for me. Yeah. And they swim away. You are correct for the point. Come on. I keep making joke answers and they keep being right. Uh, they herd the carp into nets using underwater speakers. I go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it and I love it <laughs> They don't specify which song they play to drive the carps into the nets. Uh, they've also tried electric barriers and walls of bubbles. Oh, that just sounds Ooh. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It sounds like a biza. Another wild way, they say, put them on the menu. Ooh. In an effort to get more people eating the Asian carp, the state of Illinois recently did something to make the fish more palatable. What did the state do? They rebranded them. Oh! Uh, yes, Sorry. they Sorry. changed the name. The headline from Food and Wine magazine reads, What is Kopi? A new name for an invasive fish. Yes, last year the state of Illinois created a campaign to rebrand the Asian carp as Kopi. Why did they go with Kopi? Yeah, sometimes, you know, in the morning you wake up, you want to have a Kopi and a snack. <laughs> is it because the slogan was Kopi or Co Home? <laughs> it is because they are copious. Oh, clever. There is a copious mm. amount of them. Here's a clip from the Kopi promo. I love this name because it's fun and light, which is exactly how this fish tastes. It's also short and easy to say, and it combines well with names of dishes. Kopi burgers, Kopi sliders, Kopi fajitas, Kopi tacos. Mm -mm. That guy loves Kopi. (laughs) This fish tastes fun. Like, I could see, like, you're on a holiday in Mexico with your gal pals. And it's like, uh, give me something fun to eat. Oh, try Kopi. It's funner than Aunt Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's fun. She wears wild tees. (laughs) She's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> you know what's fun? Choking on a bone. <laughs> That's Aunt Debbie for you. <laughs> oh, many levels. Yeah. <laughs> Panel, we have somehow reached the end of another exciting because news. Who will our champion be this week? Why, it is Jan Carwana. Congratulations, Jan. You have the honor of reading our credits. I'm Gavin Crawford. A third of Canadian drivers are less likely to buy winter tires this year due to the cost of living. Well, if you think the cost of living is high, wait until you discover the cost of not getting winter tires. (laughs) We will see you next week. Why? Give it up for Jan Carwana.
Canada, this is Jan Carwana, winner of Because News. Congratulations to my runners-up, Cliff Cardinal and Fiona O'Brien. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Miguel Rivas and Jacob Duarte. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonzalez, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.